0: Welcome to Anetta Drift, the story of a cursed knight bound by honor to defend her kingdom from the ancient evil that threatens it. My name is Vigil, and I'll be your guide to the unforgiving realm of Valerius as a Knight Aveline fights to forge a new legend. Remember friends, that to survive this perilous journey, you must move with purpose, guard your soul, and always beware the darkness. Aveline awoke from a restless nightmare slumber with a start, the air around her still and cold. The hairs on her neck stood on end, and her skin flushed with terror. Having emerged into gloom, the knight was suddenly possessed of an unshakable certainty that escape had been an illusion. That she had been dragged back into the void, and her time with Roland was nothing but a dream, conjured by that evil place to compound her suffering. A cloud of milky breath rose upward in the cold. eveline's eyes adjusted. The long moment of panic subsided. Illuminated by hazy sunlight from behind her, hundreds of black statues stood silent, crowded, and inert. After an endless season of dark imprisonment, the night was free. Aveline rose from the floor and collected herself. She sheathed Durandal in its long scabbard and checked the contents of her pockets and pouches, hoping to find something that would satisfy a painfully empty stomach. To her surprise, a handful of hazelnuts had survived the ordeal, miraculously preserved. Without a second thought, Aveline devoured them with joyful abandon. The space was suffused with a frigid temperature that set the knight's bones to shivering. She gathered the once-celebrated blue cloak and wrapped herself tightly. Beneath the gauntlet on her left hand, the sigil glowed softly and pulsed in time with the rhythm of her heart. Aveline remembered the late King Orléon and looked for his body, but no sign of it was to be found. She wondered then whether the man had truly died at the moment of their parting. No bodies seemed to remain, even those who had died before Ixiel sprang his wretched trap. Suddenly, Aveline remembered the cruel fate of Lark skewered as he was by Ixiel's crystal spikes. The knight wheeled on her heels and searched the gloom for the tangle of black spears. Dismayed, Eveline found Lark's tattered remains still trapped among the shadows. I'm sorry, old friend, Eveline whispered to herself. The knight knelt beside her mentor for a time, quiet and pensive. As she walked between the stone coffins of her comrades toward the sunlit entrance of the obsidian tomb, water welled in Aveline's eyes. So many spirits quelled, voices silenced. She thought of the families of these men and women and wondered what had become of them. Did they know what fate had befallen those here? Did they know of the king's betrayal? The knight blinked back tears and kept moving, uneager to dwell. At the edge of the obsidian cavern, Aveline reveled in the light despite her sorrow. The sun hung low in the sky, half hidden behind shadowy wisps of fog and cloud. But what few rays escaped to touch Aveline's face were revelatory. Surrounded by the remains of boundless misery, the night drank in the light as if her very humanity depended on it. Aveline's eyes were blinded by the glare, but as the warmth of her sun-baked armor spread throughout her body, she felt alive and was grateful. The night breathed the crisp air and assessed the dead city of Monticulus before her. Everywhere she looked, countless flat-faced black monoliths cluttered the square and streets, reflected by small pools of gathered rainwater. An oppressive shroud of quiet seemed draped over everything, disturbed only by the intermittent howling of frigid mountain winds. The decaying scent of autumn lingered on the air. Indecipherable flags, Shredded and obscured by time, flapped on wind-worn poles. Arrogant vines, untamed by decades of neglect, grew up between cracked cobblestones and covered many of the eroded walls. Homes, stores, and houses of worship, once loved and oft visited, stood empty and decrepit. There were no signs of human activity, no signs of beast or bird. As Roland had warned, it seemed decades had passed in this place abandoned to its cursed fate. West, he said. The young knight spoke to no one. Aveline had seen enough. She nodded to herself, then made her way down the steps and into the street. She walked slowly to avoid the obsidian blocks. Back the way her army had come so many years before. Abandoned by frightened soldiers in the turmoil, a smattering of weapons littered the ground. Most were broken and useless, except for a polished blackwood shortbow, that decades later seemed in perfect condition. The knight gave thanks to the skilled craftsman and collected it, as well as a quiver and a handful of arrows, then stowed them both over her shoulder. Accelerated by the stone walls that guided the streets, gale after gale screamed past Evelyn. The blue cloak wrapped around her shoulders flapped violently as she grasped the hilt of her sword for stability. She grimaced and kept walking. As she passed the city walls, the knight silently renewed her pledge to the faithful warriors who had entered the city never to return. Should she walk free when so many had fallen, their sacrifice would not be in vain. The gift of life would not be wasted. As her father had counseled, Despair and guilt and grief were of little use to her now. For the sake of Valerius and the humanity of its people, Aveline vowed that Tyrannus and its puppets would be driven back into the lightless void from whence they came. Ahead of her, the mountain path was overgrown. Razor-sharp tall grasses and leafless gray branches tangled and twisted together, a mass of foreboding forests. Enormous trees loomed, Ominous and covered with bark like weathered slate. No light seemed to penetrate the dense canopy. Swaying shadows awaited within. The Valerian wilderness had always been perilous and unforgiving. But Aveline wondered what unnatural, unspeakable horrors now lurked in the dark. In the distance from somewhere inside the vast forest, a wretched roar tore forth flocks of black birds took wing and quickly disappeared in a cloud of panicked squawks. As she watched the animals flee, Aveline gripped her sword more tightly. What foul creatures would be so unfortunate as to stand in her way? The knight grinned and strode with purpose into the untamed forest. The journey had truly begun. Unbeknownst to the knight, a white fox watched her with preternatural interest. Sitting impassively at the edge of the city, its small black eyes observed her every move. Three short scars were scratched into its face above its left eye. As Aveline mustered her resolve and stepped into the forest, the fox waited, then darted off on some mysterious business. Everywhere Aveline looked, trees the color of ash stretched to the gloomy sky. Their massive trunks formed a nigh impenetrable wall Through which she caught occasional glimpses of shifting shadows. She wondered if she was being watched, being followed by some dark minion, but upon consideration realized she didn't mind. It was not the sigil that quelled her worries. Though she would not seek a fight, the knight knew her troubled heart longed for the chance to exercise its sorrow. As Eveline walked, threads of dusty sunlight caught in her eye for a fleeting moment and then vanished. Bare, skeletal branches tangled above like a lattice of bony arms, creaking and groaning with each frigid gale. The decomposing leaves of autumn gathered on the edges of the overgrown path where the once-trampled grass had regrown and flourished. If anyone had been this way since her imprisonment, it had not been for some time. Again the piercing howl of a fell beast reverberated through the lonely mountain forest. The knight stopped to listen and judge the distance, But in the ominous quiet, thought better of lingering. She brushed a strand of wind-blown hair from her eyes and continued walking. Hours passed. Her stomach growled. Aveline had never been one for herbalism. But even to her untrained eye, vegetation seemed inedible. She spotted the silhouette of a plump owl and smiled at her luck. But by the time she had prepared her bow and knocked an arrow, the creature had flown. The knight resolved to walk with bow in hand, arrow at the ready. To silence her armor was Aveline's most ardent wish, but she knew that in the wilds of Valerius, abandoning it even to hunt would be unwise. At each junction, the knight plumbed the depths of her murky memory and struggled to remember the path that would take her west toward more familiar lands and toward the place she once called home. Between her true parents and the surrogate fatherhood of Roland, the battlefields of Valerius were the only home she had ever known. Young as she was despite her age, Aveline could not help but think of muddied fields and loyal horses. The common bond of brothers and sisters-in-arms echoed in battle cries and laughter alike. Fires as tall as great bears lit up the nights and reflected in blades sharpened before the morning skirmishes. And though Aveline was raised in the shadow of hardship and horror, she could think of no better home. She missed her comrades, her parents, and the regimented, simple life she came to master. The knight shook her head and pressed on deeper into the forest. An errant elk startled Aveline from her reverie. Upon spotting it, Aveline froze. A solemn kinship momentarily warmed her chest. It grazed a lone, rack of majestic antlers atop its head with a serene calm that seemed curiously out of place in the dismal forest. Aveline feared the loud, monstrous voice of her exasperated stomach would frighten the creature away. Her mouth began to salivate as she raised her bow and shifted her feet. Having always preferred the blood-warming dance of close combat, the cold calculation of archery was never the night's calling. She hoped now that her mediocre skills had not degraded yet further since last she practiced. She thought of Roland and his effortless draw and casual release. Aveline breathed in, pulled the string back, and attempted to mimic the smooth motions her father had demonstrated time and again. Tensed arms trembled with hunger. The knight focused her eyes and loosed the arrow. It sailed aimlessly past the elk and sank its sharp point into a nearby tree. Alarmed but too proud to know better, the beast raised its head in confusion and glanced from side to side trying desperately to deduce what was happening. Aveline cursed herself quietly and crouched low. She knocked another arrow, breathed deep, and with as little thought as possible, stood to shoot again. The second arrow blinked through the air to lodge itself in the elk's chest. The beautiful, horned animal squealed in surprise, a jet of steam erupting from its mouth. As it bounded into the forest, screaming in terror, Aveline tossed the bow over her shoulder and ran after her prey. The elk leaped through thorny bramble and over decayed branches, leaving a bloody path in its wake. Aveline sprinted as fast as she could, but could hardly overcome the impairment of armor and malnourishment. Twigs snapped beneath her boots, leaves scattered behind her stride. Within minutes, she lost sight of the creature among the column-like trees, and was forced to track it by a vibrant trail of red droplets. Subdued by distance, but closer than before, another thunderous roar issued forth. Aveline picked up her pace, hoping to make camp and restore her strength before she need face the cry's source. Almost an hour into the pursuit, the elk's desperate escape led the tired knight into a clearing. Leafless trees stood like sentinels around the edges of the well-defined forest circle. At the center of the unnatural space, a gray stone monolith had been erected Weathered, cracked, and covered on one side in grayish-green moss, it seemed the statue had long occupied the space, but at some point been forgotten. Beyond the monument, at the far edge of the clearing, the elk lay on its side, still and dead. Wisps of steam rose into the cold air from its overheated body. Fearful of jealous predators, Aveline assessed the clearing before moving into the open. The night approached the monolith. Etchings that may have once been names were illegible, scoured by age and neglect. Without a warning, a loud commotion stirred in the forest behind. A herd of near-hysterical elk trampled between the trees and into the glade, galloping heedless past the night. Aveline pressed as close to the grey stone as she could, hoping to find temporary sanctuary among the torrent of crazed animals. She wondered with grave concern what could cause them to behave in so reckless a manner she need not wonder long. Branches snapped and cracked like lightning amid an oncoming cacophony. An enormous obsidian demon, several times taller than a man, burst out of the wilderness, sprinting on four thin, spider-like legs. Sharp, crystalline claws dug deep into the soil and tossed clumps of mud and grass with each dreadful step. Atop its head, two large horns extended far out over a jet-black body a grotesque mockery of the proud elk Aveline had hunted. The knight stepped out of the shadow of the monolith and drew her sword. An eyeless face turned toward her. Seemingly shocked to see the human, the demon immediately abandoned its primal chase and came to a halt, its sharp limbs buried in the earth. The last of the elk disappeared into the forest. With a loud, familiar roar, the monster reared up on its hind legs and launched at the knight. The demon was fast, and Aveline too slow. She had barely enough time to raise her weapon and blunt the vicious attack. The wide blade absorbed much of the blow, but like razors, the creature's talons raked her sword arm, slicing the flesh. The knight cried out and tumbled back across the space, thrown like a stone by the force of the impact. Though her hand still clutched to Randall, the arm would no longer respond to her panicked commands. Bright blood poured from the deep gash onto the grass, It was the most grievous wound she had ever suffered, and Aveline could not decide what hurt more, the raw injury or her shameful ineptitude. As the exhausted knight struggled to stand, the shadow-born behemoth howled and charged again. In a moment it was nearly upon her. Suddenly, a short spear launched out of the shadows at the edge of the clearing. The javelin embedded itself in a tree with a wood-splintering thud, and a thin line attached to the weapon snapped up, taut and ready. Before it could stop its assault, the demon stumbled over the ambush and toppled to the ground. Its mess of twisted, dark, crystal limbs crashed together as the creature muttered a furious howl. "'Who?' the knight asked as she looked around through bleary eyes. A small, hooded figure, clad in light armor and carrying a broad shield, appeared beside her. "'So... short,' Aveline remarked. A low growl of frustration rumbled from the figure's darkened face. That's what you got? So short? The name's Falon. Tall, short, whatever. At least I'm not lying around like a broken loser. Falon threw back the green hood to reveal the scowling face of a young girl, no more than sixteen or seventeen years old. A condescending smirk spread across her lips. The long braid of her brown hair swayed on the breeze. Aveline was at a loss for words. What are you supposed to be? Some kind of knight? Nice armor, but you ain't been at it long, by the looks of it," Falon scoffed. Aveline shook her head in shock at this adolescent bravado. Things certainly had changed since last she walked these forests. With a gasp, the girl looked close at Aveline's wounded arm, where the ruined skin and muscles were already reknitting themselves. A vibrant red glow emanated from beneath the knight's gauntlet, where the sigil did its work. Falon reached out with a gloved hand curious but refusing to touch the wound. Her brows knit in anger, the young warrior locked eyes with Aveline, as if plumbing the depths of her soul with a stare. "'What in the void are you?' Falon asked. From behind her, the monstrous beast pierced the evening air with another otherworldly scream. The lancer grunted her acknowledgment of the dark creature's challenge. She secured her shield on her forearm and whipped a blade out from an oversized scabbard strapped to her hip. "'Watch and learn, witch!' Falon proclaimed, before turning to dash away. Dumbstruck and perplexed, Eveline watched as the brave girl sprinted with abandon toward her tangled foe. A Night Adrift is written, produced, and narrated by Devin McKernan. Music provided courtesy of Kai Engel, Chris Zabriskie, and special guest musician Pierre Bondifer. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Visit anightadrift.com to join Aveline's journey, follow us on social media, and be notified of new episodes, art, and stories. Thanks for listening.